Welcome, Whoa. ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode oh, of When It's Convenient. They wanted it, and it happened. <laughs> they were begging us for it, and we delivered. Oh, man. That's what makes us the president. They were saying, please, please give us a podcast. <laughs> please. You, all of your fans need it. And we, and gosh darn it if we didn't deliver. Gosh darn it. So here we are. Oh, uh, here we go. Ben and Josh of We're the President's Fame are here uh, with a brand new podcast. It's all about great animated features uh, that can be found on Netflix, which is a streaming service. Uh, I believe it's nine ninety nine a month. I don't know if that's gone up. It may, it may be more now. Um, mm. You know what? You know what? We're the presidents, and we don't give you <laughs> BS. I'm going to tell you how much Netflix costs. <laughs> how much? I think it's nine ninety nine. Well, you, I want you be seven. Uh, Eleven answers. How much does Netflix cost a month on Quora? Actually, it might be seven. Prices start at four ninety nine a month for the limited awesome. plan, and range, excuse me, between seven ninety nine. Oh, okay. And, and fifty two ninety nine <laughs> for the unlimited plan. Wait, what's the fifty-two dollar one? I I think that's not true. Team? I think that's a lie. I think that must be a lie. That's for the DVD version, for the old version of Netflix, where, uh, where you got stuff sent to you. Okay, gotcha. so the basic plan with one screen. What's happening? Oh wait! That, no, no, thank you, digital trends. The basic plan with one screen is $8, and this is uh, just a standard definition uh, plan. The standard plan is $10 a month, uh, two screens, and it's got a high-definition plan. And the premium I think that's what plan, I have. The premium plan includes four streams, HD and Ultra HD, for $12 a month. Now, let me tell you something about Netflix. They are not a sponsor, but I would encourage everyone to pay for the $12 a month plan. Uh, for Netflix, and I'm just trying to not rule out Netflix as a future sponsor. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, when it's convenient, supports you. Not a sponsor, but that's not our a sponsor. loss. <clears throat> that is our loss. Someday, Josh, someday. This someday. is going to be big. Okay, well, uh, after that, that was our intro. That's our, oh, yeah, our kind of funny intro, kind of getting you into it, talking about Welcome Netflix pricing. Welcome to the round table of dim lighting. Uh, no. Stealing a little, stealing no. a little trademark from Rhett and Link here. Uh, you know what, Josh? Let's just let's just jump into it. Oh, oh boy! So this week, if you are familiar with our Facebook, okay, Josh took uh, to death. <laughs> this is going to be a one-man operation from here on out. Sorry, it happens. <laughs> So, uh, if you checked our Facebook, you know that the film we watched this week is A Turtle's Tale 2, Sammy's Escape from Paradise. I didn't even check our Facebook. Was that uploaded? 
that I informed everyone that we would be viewing that so that if they wanted to watch it before we discussed it, that they would be able to. Oh, look at We're professional. I'm aware. I'm aware. Our uh, social media guy is top notch. Yeah. He, whoever that is, he's killing it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Josh, you more recently watched it. I watched it a few yeah, days ago. Like I took notes. Ago. I took down clips. I have all kinds of clips for us to play throughout the show. Um, so I just let me know, Josh, what did you think about A Turtle's Tale 2, Sammy's Escape from Paradise? I'd like to see A Turtle Tale 1, to be honest. That was uh, just, What? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I was disappointed that that was not available for us to view on Netflix. It's not? It's not on Netflix. I did not choose to watch Turtle Tale 2 without Turtle Tale 1. I, I would have watched the original first, if it were up to me. Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, it was just, that was oh, uh, quite a experience at midnight o'clock <laughs> when I have had a long week and I'm very tired and that's how I finish and like it, I wasn't prepared for what I was witnessing uh, on a scale from 1 to 10 Josh I would like you to rate the film I'm not gonna lie it wasn't bad like I said okay hold on alright tell me about it Josh it it wasn't good gotcha but like also it wasn't like it had the basic like cliche like good guy characters with a bad guy character and then good guy characters try to do something bad guy character gets mad tries to kill him and doesn't and then it, like it was very it, like it wasn't a bad like it had the regular elements of every other cliche child's movie that exists mm -hmm. with a bunch of other like weird shit that they just threw in there <laughs> that I that I had so many questions about. <laughs> so out of, out of 10, Josh. Oh yeah. So I didn't answer your question at all. Um, I, I, I would say six. Six. Six out of ten. Well, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, critics would have to disagree with you. The average critic review was a four out of ten, with the overall tomato meter ranking the film at a 20%. Now, the audience the audience gave it a 2.9 out of five, which is not that bad. 34% of the audience liked it. And this is from 400 users who yeah, rated it. Yeah, I can this. give it 2.9 out of five. That's about right. Uh, some of the critic reviews. Let's let's go through. Actually, there's only ten. Let's go through all of them. Okay. From Derek Adams, kids yeah. animation doesn't come me, more basic than this second undersea outing for Sammy the Turtle. So Derek is really calling them out and and talking about how it's a it's a basic story. But I think it's a I think it's a pretty deep story. There's some there's themes of institutionalization in this film. Would you? I, the animation actually was really good, to be honest. The animation was but, good. 
Yeah, like, is he? I mean, did you said he's call out the animation, like the specific? No, no, no. Uh, he's saying as as a as an animated film, it doesn't come more basic than that. Uh, I was gonna say, like, some of the scenes looked gorgeous. That is true. I will say that uh, for for any scenes with boats in the water, I was a little disappointed with um with the animation of the the water around the boats it didn't seem like the boat was interacting with the water around it there Uh, it wasn't creating any ripples in the water i didn't notice that i did notice um the the scene where um the two turtles are in the the pool in the boat yeah and they're kind of like slossing around in there I thought the same thing where, like, actually the physics of the water looked pretty realistic, but there wasn't enough ripple for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, I thought it was actually pretty yeah. well animated. James Luxford said that the film was a fun and worthwhile experience. Oh, uh, yeah, well... Oh, don't get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's not abysmal. Don't, like... I, <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, Neil Smith called the film Turtly Average. Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, that's just a Neil Smith review. Like, that's just what you're going to get from Neil Smith. Yeah, it's true. Alistair Harkness... With an absolutely incredible name, says your kids deserve better, (laughs) which is a pretty harsh review, I would say. Too much. Um, Donald Clark says that it's like watching Life of Pi after a frontal lobotomy. Uh, Again, which is really, really coming at this film. How does he know? I don't know. I mean, he's from the Irish Times, so I don't know if that says something about it. Does he have a frontal lobotomy, though? I, I'm saying what I'm saying is that Irish people are as stupid as people who have had frontal lobotomies. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. Yo, I learned how to give a lobotomy the other day. That's a story for another time, though. <laughs> that sounds like a very interesting story. It's basically I was bored studying for a test, so I looked it up. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, David Aldridge says that the film is fast, fun, and cutely done. It tells the tale of two turtles who wind up stuck inside a Dubai aquarium and have to pool resources with their fishmates to escape. (sighs) David, you're the best. Credibility is gone for me (laughs) when when you make a dumb pun. Only someone with the memory of a goldfish won't feel like they have seen Sammy's Tale before. That comes from Grant Rowlings. What about somebody who hasn't seen Sammy's Tale before? I think what he's saying is it's such a basic tale that people, even if they haven't seen it, feel as though they've seen it before. Oh, well, yeah. yeah I don't disagree. And I think, Peter I, Bradshaw, I think Peter Bradshaw would agree. He says that the script is flat, the storytelling is dull, and the animation is just substandard. That's the last part's wrong. The other two parts, though, I don't know. What were the other two parts again? The script is flat and the storytelling is dull. I don't think it's that. I think he's just seen too many kids' movies. 
he doesn't appreciate good storytelling anymore. And the final Just review. You've seen it before. Doesn't mean it's bad. Alistair. That's true. That's true. Or whatever his name was. His name was Peter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Peter. And the final review from Rotten Tomatoes is from Eddie Harrison, and he says, Sammy's painfully long incarceration would be a better title for this sequel to 2010's A Turtle's Tale, Sammy's Adventures. Incarcerate? Wait, which one was Sammy? Sammy was the grandfather. The green grandfather. I don't think I got that movie at all, to be honest. <laughs> I think I think it I went missed way quite over a your head. Yeah. <laughs> I think I missed quite a bit of that movie, if I'm being truthful. <laughs> I saw it all. I watched the whole, every second of it. But I'm pretty sure I missed at least half of it. So, Josh, this is Ray. <sighs> That's him yawning. Uh, um... Is that was Ray the 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 black turtle? Yeah. Yeah, that that see that was one of the first things I was questioning. Which turtle was which? No, why why one was black? A stereotypical old black man turtle. Yeah, it's uh, that, it's an interesting choice. Right off the bat, he started talking, and I was like, um, uh, um. <laughs> No. This is another of Ray's famous lines from the film. We ain't never gonna get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was that kind of stuff all movie that made me go, <laughs> I don't think you should be doing this. So Ray was played by Thomas Lee. Uh, Thomas Lee, as you know, Josh, was only in... A Turtle's Tale 2, Sammy's Escape from Paradise. That's his one film. A one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, wonder however, is... Alan Shearman, who played Sammy, well, he also boy, oh boy. Toy Story. This man has 124 acting credits. I hope they're all from the same movie. They are not. He was in Dragons, The Race to the Edge, from 2017 he was in stripped in 2016 he was in world of warcraft legion the video game in 2016 he's actually been in a lot of video games man. uh the man the man was he was in the legends of oz dorothy's return as a flying monkey wow he was in a star wars video game yo that weird al weird al yankovic Weird Alan Parsons project. Uh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> and I think I think we both knew this already, but the film was directed by Ben Stassen. Yeah, of course, Big Ben. Ben Stassen, as a director, worked on his first film was in 1997. It was a documentary short called Thrill Ride: The Science of Fun, and it's really just grown from there. Uh, obviously, he worked on the first A Turtle's Tale, Sammy's Adventures, but after after A Turtle's Tale 2, the world just opened up to the man. He was uh, he was the director on Wildcats 3D with Kevin Richardson. Uh, he made The Wildlife and The Son of Bigfoot. So 
the man's career is All really soft. just astounding to look at. Uh, you know what? I think I think we should do this. We should maybe next time do this at the start of our discussion. But I'm just going to catch everyone up on the plot, just in case they didn't. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Just well, in case they if didn't. If they were real fans, it. they would watch the movie. I would agree. I agree. But and not uh, losers. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm hey. just gonna catch them up on the plot. So the plot. Yeah, catch me to, up on the plot too. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, the plot is this: Sammy and Ray are supervising their new offspring when seagulls attack them, and both Sammy and Ray and two of their grandchildren, Ella and Ricky, are captured on trawler. I don't know what that word means. While Ella and Ricky are separated and sent to the seabed. Sammy and Ray are taken to an aquarium with Lulu, a lobster with dissociative identity disorder, and Jimbo, a bug-eyed blobfish. Escape plans are run and tried by the leading seahorse, Big D. Ella and Ricky set out with Annabelle and Margaret, the pink octopus mother and daughter, in order to rescue their grandfathers, getting chased by a pair of barracudas when they get there. After much communication trouble, Ella and Ricky interpret from Sammy that in order to escape the aquarium, several squids expel ink into the ventilation system, while all the aquarium inhabitants play dead. Before initiating the escape plan, Sammy and Ray get the tyrannical Big D out of the way. The reluctant aquarium manager opens the emergency doors, allowing all sea creatures out to freedom yo so mid summary there um the audio for me you became satan for a second oh that's scary yeah it like it got like your voice started like your voice and then it got lower and lower as you started talking and it got like really (laughs) like a a demonic like gravelly pitch behind (laughs) I was like, what is happening? This is not making listening to this plot any easier. Ella and Ricky interpret from Sammy that in order to escape the aquarium. Like that? That's yeah, kind of spooky. That's pretty, much, that's pretty much how I would imagine this plot is read. <laughs> for what kind of movie it was. For what kind of experience I had watching it. It, it definitely gives off the vibe that if you just read it, your voice would instinctively come out like that uh now before we get into discussing our thoughts and going really in detail uh as to what we thought about it the last thing that i'm going to talk to you all about is a review from common sense media which is a website which reviews movies uh for parents to let them know what you know their kids are going to be viewing if they choose to watch these films oh gosh okay so, Common Sense Media gives A Turtle's Tale 2, Sammy's Escape from Paradise, a 2 out of 5 uh, in terms of its educational value, a 2 out of 5 in terms of its positive messages, a 3 out of 5 in terms of its positive role models and representations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is virtually no sexy stuff, virtually no language. <laughs> there what does is... virtually no mean? There's no sexy stuff. There are fish. I don't know. Ray seems to be a little bit sensual when referring to his baby boo. Okay, that's that's fair. 
There is a 3 out of 5 rating for violence and scariness, which I believe comes from the Barracuda incident. I agree. I mean, they, he, they killed those two things, those two rays, so... Yeah, they really rays. did. It was like, those were the actual... The, I, I didn't think that a children's movie would have, like, real death in it, but yeah, those guys died and didn't come back the whole rest of the movie. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of uh, death being discussed. Like yeah. The, the blobfish died, like, twice. Yeah, but then came back. Right, but, like, they had to give it CPR. <laughs> no, I... Well, kinda. But that's another question I had. Anyways, like, there, there were... I mean, the blobfish, they had to give CPR. The lobster fell in the freezing thing and came back at the end. The... The dude who got the, the seahorse who got frozen came back at the end. So, like, there were a lot of deaths that ended up being fake deaths. But the stingrays, yeah, no, they, they died and then were dead forever. Yeah. It's like the opening of Finding Nemo. Yeah. When like the mom dies. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. What parents need to know. Parents need to know that A Turtle's Tale 2 is the sequel to the Belgian animated adventure, A Turtle's Tale, Sammy's Adventures, and includes some scary scenes and characters, a villainous, albeit small, bully, and a lot more alcohol than is usually depicted in kids' movies. The alcohol is the courtesy of the setting, an upscale underwater restaurant-slash-aquarium where bartenders make lots of cocktails for adult diners. There's also some romance between animal mates, as with the hogfish and the protagonist turtles when they reunite with their wives. Young kids will learn about various sea animals and their life cycles. Is it any good? This isn't a Pixar-level animated film, but for a preschool-friendly streaming rental, it has just the right mix of adventure, humor, and a good message. Although the animals are sometimes strangely anthropomorphized, the adult turtles look a bit like bald, elderly humans with shells, and the hogfish have overly stereotypical Spanish accents. The story is easy for kids to understand and allows for the intergenerational uh, saving of the day. So it says, basically, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So, moving on to our next segment... <laughs> Uh, what's our next segment? Why don't we discuss our our thoughts of the of the whole picture? So, Josh, we obviously open with a a, a country song. How did you feel about that? Yo, that's one of the biggest questions that I had from the entire movie. Yeah, is um, there were times where like they just put in little musical interludes but like uh-huh i didn't quite understand the need all the time there were yeah. there were a few points where like it just randomly would do there were times where it was like maybe just 20 seconds of music as they showed as they like panned the camera across the tank <laughs> or whatever but, like, no explanation. And then after that, the dialogue continued and the continued. Just, like, here's this little bit of music. So the, the song that premieres at the start of this, of this film is a song by Darius Rucker, and it's called True Believers. And here is just a taste. 
bells ringing on our wedding day. Let's stop it right there. Church <laughs> bells ringing on our wedding day. Those are the first words that we hear in a story about turtles escaping from an aquarium. I don't yeah. know what they're trying to say. The music, uh, the music for me was the most questionable thing out of the whole film. <laughs> the, the all the song choices, the weird interludes, it through throughout the whole movie. The only thing that was consistent was that the music confused me every time. Now you mentioned odd interludes. Yep. Do you perhaps remember this odd interlude? A covert mission. It will be dangerous. Are you ready? We're ready as rain, sir. We are too nice in here, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not an edit that yeah. we did. Yeah. That's 100% what the audio did in that moment. And I don't know why. <laughs> why? Yeah. Because it really does just just kind of fade up for no reason and then just a couple seconds later it's gone yeah and the audio levels are really horrible in that moment because big d says a line and it's it's very nearly lost i fear uh he says nice in here don't you think but it's very quiet underneath the, the music, and I, I just think that was a very odd choice. You think it's odd for a movie to start blaring a song right in the middle of dialogue? I think it's a little strange, yes. Okay. Interesting. I, I would have to say that I think it's a little strange. You call that a hot take. <laughs> That's Ben Graham's hot take. <laughs> So, ben so Grant's let's... hot take on this movie is that you should blare music before the dialogue is finished. <laughs> so you know what? Let's just go through the movie minute by minute, frame by frame, and let's just talk about it. So the film starts on a beach with one of our main characters, Ricky, being born. And Ricky is greeted by his grandmother. Who says this? I'll call you Ricky. And Ricky says, Cool. Cool. Ricky thinks that it's cool that he has a name now. And I think it's cool too, Ricky. Yeah, I it's think it's cool, cool too. So then, uh, as Ricky is on his way to the ocean to join his brothers and sisters, uh, the grandmother character, whose name I don't actually know. I don't, I don't know if we ever get the names of the grandmothers. Uh, but she goes and she visits her husband, Ray, who <laughs> we really get a sense of his character right from the start. Because yeah, he's sleeping. Yeah. And he says he's, he's so sleepy and he just has to yawn. And that's where our first interaction with Ray, who is mm -hmm. our secondary character, I would think, right after Sammy. Now, after this interaction, we are introduced to some of the antagonists of the film, who right. are the well, kinda, yeah, kinda, who are the the seagulls, when and they want hero. they want really, really badly to eat the baby turtles. And for me, that was 
kind of a scary element in this film. I was worried that these seagulls were going to be able to, to eat the little turtles because, I mean, they're tiny little turtles and they're being, they're being held off by large, slow-moving sea turtles who their place is really in the water and not on land. So any of the turtles who are the, the babies really are, are fair game here. And I was, I was genuinely concerned. Do seagulls actually you, eat baby turtles in the wild? I, I'm not comfortable answering that question. I don't have a good grasp on. I feel the... like birds definitely do, but I don't know if seagulls do. Yeah, I, I'm curious. You know what, Josh? Let's look this up. Sea turtles also hatch at night and go into the ocean by themselves, not on a vesicle that is uh, their mother. Yeah. So there were some factual factual inaccuracies. Seagull diet and feeding. They drink salt water as okay. well as fresh water. Great. So that's cool. So that settles that. Gulls are highly adaptable feeders that opportunistically take a wide range of prey. The food taken by gulls include fish and marine freshwater invertebrates, both alive and already dead. Mm. Uh... And there are terrestrial arthropods and invertebrates, such as insects and earthworms, rodents, eggs, carrion, offal, reptiles, amphibians, uh -huh. mm -hmm. plant items such as seeds and fruit, human refuse, chimps, oh. and even other birds. Did you say chimps? Chips. Oh. I don't know why they felt the chips? need. Chips? Like Doritos? That's... <laughs> I think I think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying that lays are consumed by seagulls. That's um, interesting. Okay. All right. So now we know that. Um, but something that's very important to consider about seagulls is that they're not interested in the old turtles because it's the young ones we're after. Mm -hmm. It's the young ones they're after. I Remarkable just love how they can't take the young ones and then fly away because of the seagulls. Right, right. That's that was something that was interesting to me. There were a few times where they had the turtles in their mouths, and they still got they got like bitch slapped by the big turtles, <laughs> and they were forced to drop the small turtles. If only there was some some solution. To getting away quickly in a way that turtles can't follow you. If, you're if a bird. only what you're saying is, if only birds had the power of flight. Yeah, if that if that was, they probably would have got those turtles away. I think so. Uh, so after the seagulls interfere with the baby turtles, they're interrupted by humans with a net, and they come in and they try to they they successfully take. Sammy and Ray and one of the seagulls. Uh, and they capture them and they put them on their boat. Uh, and now I know what you're thinking. What's up with what's happening with the baby turtles at this point? Well, let me tell you, Ella and Ricky, they want to help their grandfather fathers who they've really just met. They don't know anything about these turtles. 
but they decide to come along on the net. Like, they go into this dangerous situation in order to try to help their grandfathers, which I think is very noble. It's it's uh, heroic. It certainly is. But Josh, I don't know if I, if I agree with that choice. I mean, I don't know if I agree with those turtles calling those old turtles grandpa when they didn't even know what that means because they were just hatched. I think something that, that stuck out to me throughout this whole film was it was hard for me to, to suspend my disbelief when they weren't doing things logically at all. Baby well, turtles need to learn just like baby humans need to learn. True. Well, I mean, different lessons, but true. True. That's true. Something else that was interesting was that it seemed like all of the fish understood humans speaking. <clears throat> yes, yes, it, it did seem that way. <laughs> I, I just thought that was an interesting decision <clears throat> to, to make. I hadn't noticed until you said that. But, like, uh, when the bird is captured... The one of the humans is like, oh yeah, we can just keep the bird. My buddy loves bird meat, and the bird reacts like, oh no, I don't want to get eaten. But that means yep. that 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 they understand humans. Well, they spend a lot of time around people. I guess I guess that's true. I can't argue with that. <clears throat> uh, and so when they're on the boat, uh, Ray and Sammy are in a in a pool inside of the boat as well as their grandchildren and the, the seals lobster. and the lobster lulu the lobster and jimbo is that his name jimbo yep. Yep. okay jimbo. jimbo the blobfish uh and so the way that they approach this situation is that they enlist the help of the captured seagull they say hey if we get you out of there can you get us out of here? And the seagull says, you know what? Sure. And I promise I'm not going to eat your little kids if you get me out of here. So they get yeah. him out. Valid. And then the seagulls all dive bomb the Yo, boat. That's this is my favorite scene in the entire movie. When so, they're just so <laughs> they, I mean, they do it beautifully. They, they set it up. And so, so you're like, the camera's like, a lower angle so you're uh -huh. looking you're looking at the guy who by the way is probably performing something extremely illegal but it's the the, the camera's pointed up at his head and he's kind of like looking around and then you see in like the corner from over his head over his shoulder yeah you see like the the formation that they had they had like a v formation like an air force formation come in and like fly across the screen and then it pans to the boat, and then it pans to them, like, like dive bombing in, and like, but then they like, they they do their just straight out of the air force, like they they do their first bomb, and then they circle back around, and they just keep like going back and forth, like that was amazing. That was the best scene in the entire movie. I loved every they did that. They animated it beautifully. The the cameras was was put very very tastefully. In all of the, the, it was just, it was, it was magnificent. I would have to agree. It's a, it's a beautiful scene of, of seagulls, uh, just shitting on people. 
It certainly is. And the the thing that I had a little bit of trouble with is is after that they they really didn't help the turtles. They yep. just pooped I on the humans too. Yeah. and then they then they just left. Yeah, I was I was um at here's a moment for me of it wasn't so much suspension of disbelief, I guess that's for lack of a better term, but uh-huh. it was suspension of wait a minute, this didn't further the plot at all. This did nothing for <laughs> the whole movie. The suspension of this this could have been taken out and this movie would have been the same. Yeah. But it was cool, so I decided to look over that. Yeah, they they put up the guys and then left and nothing happened. And they were like, wow, that was funny, but we're still stuck in this pool. So there's that. Yeah. So so after after this the seagull dive bombing encounter. Uh, Sammy and Ray decide to do everything that they can to get their grandchildren out of the boat. And I'll be darned if I don't re- not remember how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't oh. get out of the boat. They get the the. The right. Sammy and Ray get taken out of the boat along That's with the lobster right. and the blobfish, but they miss the two little baby ones. That's right. So all of the bigger fish are put into the aquarium, and they meet all kinds of new folks. But the baby turtles are in the bottom of the boat, and they are only they are only allowed to leave when they clean the boat, and all of the water rushes out, which is gross. Yeah. Well, they got free. They did get free. Uh, I apologize. I seem to have overlooked a clip. This clip occurs uh, before the babies are even in the boat. They're they're hanging on a net yes. uh, above the boat, and this interaction happens. Uh, th- th- uh, this interaction happens. Where are we? <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I like that a lot. Because Ella asks, where are we? we? And Ricky says, well, upside down. Upside down. (laughs) (laughs) And I I really enjoyed that. I disagree with the criticism that the script was not, was lackluster. uh, There's no way a lackluster script has that line in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... In the oh, aquarium. Oh, I lied. Oh, uh, this is we'll talk. We'll get to this part. But I lied about okay. the dive bombing seagulls being my favorite scene in the movie. There's a there's another scene that was a lot better, and uh, we'll get to it. It's not. It just doesn't come up for a little bit though. Okay. So uh, in the aquarium, uh, we see like a whole kind of montage segment of the human side of the aquarium where there is a lot of alcohol. Uh, I was a little surprised by it, actually. Yep, yep, that was... It, it raised an eyebrow. But, more surprising than the alcohol was, again, the choice of song. Mm-hmm. Always. So, the the, the song choice in this scene was this. Right now you're thinking, yeah, this could work. This could work. 
but just wait for it. You're thinking, is this Rock the Casbah? And let me tell you, kinda. <laughs> This is, for one reason or another, <clears throat> an Algerian version of Rock the Casbah. Yep. Uh, How do you know it's Algerian? I looked it up. Wow. Yeah. How about that? It's it's a bold choice, to say the least. <laughs> oh, gosh. The, uh, <laughs> the whole so that, soundtrack for this movie. You could, to be honest, you could just listen to the soundtrack of this movie and still experience the same feeling as you would have if you watched the movie. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because the soundtrack consists of Good moments, but a lot of confusion. Yes, agreed. Yeah, because this song is not bad. No, not at all, but it's Algerian, and I it's, don't understand that part. It's a questionable choice <laughs> for what they were going for. For sure. I would have to agree. It's definitely questionable. Uh, moving on. So the next thing that we see after we see the human perspective of the aquarium uh we see kind of just the inner workings of the aquarium we we meet our antagonist big d and his two eel henchmen uh i don't believe i remember the eels names there's also no other seahorses in the entire aquarium that's true. Except usually, for his aquariums have well, yeah, except for his cousin. His cousin. But usually, every aquarium that I've been to, and I'm a huge fan of aquariums, so I've been to a lot of aquariums. There's tanks with a lot of seahorses because I might be wrong about this, but I think seahorses multiply in large amounts pretty quickly. So, the fact that there's only one or two, that's that's also questionable information. Maybe Big D just kills them all. How? He has, he's a seahorse. Well, we, we know that he has a way to uh, dispose of people he doesn't like. Yeah, freezes them. He ices them. Ice, yeah, that's what it was, ices them. He ices him. <laughs> yeah. He does. He ices his own cousin. Straight up ISIS. Straight up ISIS, bro. Uh, so we meet we meet Big D and his eel pals. Um, and Josh, I'm gonna have to ask you to ask me a yes or no question. That's pretty open ended. Yeah, any yes or no question will do. Um. Okay. Um. Did you like this movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of my favorite clips uh, from this film. It is one of Big D's eel henchmen saying, No, many, 
many times in a row. I like that moment, and I will remember that forever. But anyway, we meet Big D, we meet him, he's the antagonist, and Big D seems to be kind of the guy to know in this place. He seems to be the one who's got the big plans, and he, according to everyone there, is the one with the way to get out. Uh, However, Jimbo, the blobfish, reveals that he was able to get out without Big D's help. Yes. Which is a really, really big deal. A big um, deal. A big deal. Oh. Yes. And he absolutely. tells he tells the entire aquarium his story because they all thought that he was dead. So he tells them this really long story about how he played dead until he actually died. <laughs> and then when he was dead, he was released back into the ocean and he whoops landed on a sea urchin. And the sea urchin Ooh, spikes prickly. were a little prickly, and they jolted him awake. Yep, that's scientifically accurate. And, and that's my dead story. And that's his dead story. That is his dead story. Uh, so so that's that's kind of the plot of of uh, one of the escapes, one of the successful escapes. So. We're kind of wondering, wait a second, if Big D is the mastermind here, how come Jimbo's plan worked so well? And I think that's the moment when Ray and Sammy decide that they don't really need Big D and his plan, but they still go along with his original proposal, which is Big... uh, Which is... uh, Who are they all? You got Sammy and Ray and Lulu... Is that that the whole crew who goes over into the cold unit? Okay, so that's the whole crew. Uh, And and in case we didn't tell you guys yet, Lulu is a lobster with multiple personalities. Yes, Um, he's struggling with identity dissociative disorder. Yes. Uh, Each one of his claws is a different personality. Uh, And he's also also, uh, a southern soldier. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so a southern soldier and then the other claw is like normal like very kind sensible of a cat yeah but yeah but also like very like um don't do that like that's dumb don't don't right. like when 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 big d was like um we have a job for you and the one claw was like done the other claw was like um, hold on. Could you? Could let's not until we hear what the job is. <laughs> so, so I, I'm a big fan of his other claw because that's 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 the sensible claw. That's the let's let's uh not get killed claw. And that sensible claw was onto something because we learn from the older lady penguins that yeah, this is that was, the that was weird. That was another is, thing that was weird. Yeah, this is the ninth attempt to uh escape in this same way true because there are nine ice cubes yep. of uh of animals so josh 
you were saying that, that there wasn't a lot of death. That's nine frozen to death animals. Yeah, that's fair. That was weird though. Those those and to 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 go off on a little side tangent, those penguins yeah. weirded me out. They were like I'm not gonna lie, the character choices for a lot of them were were interesting to me because like I don't I I get like what they were probably going for is mm-hmm. we're all from the ocean the ocean is huge so we're all gonna be from different parts of the world but what it right. came off as what it came off as is how many super stereotypes can we fit into this movie? <laughs> and so, like, they had the fish who was a Mexican. They had yeah. the two fish who were Spanish. The they French had fish. The, they had the French fish. They had, they had, um, who was this, um, uh, shit, Ray, who is, was a black guy. They had, they had, and then you get to these penguins who are, like, I don't even know what they were supposed to be, but like it just gave me a weird vibe. They were like yeah, snobby, like, like catty old ladies. And, yeah. yeah, I was like, "What is this? Is a it's weird really choice weird. for this movie?" A lot of the character choices were just like, "You, you didn't have to. You could have just made it normal." Like Finding Nemo did okay, and they were all regular. Besides, I guess Crush, but he was cool, so nobody cared. So we meet these old lady penguins. And they have a good laugh. <laughs> they do. They certainly do. <laughs> they laugh. Uh, they do it. So all that happens. Do 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 do. Uh, Lulu goes into the cold pipe and everyone thinks he dies, which is yep. really awful. And I thought everyone, he died. everyone confronts Big D and they're like, dude, we don't think you have a good plan. We don't think your plan works. We don't think you're going to be able to pull this off. And he says, hold your horses. You don't think anyone can get out? Well, stingrays get inside of a dolphin's mouth. <laughs> and brilliant. They do. And they do. They get inside the dolphin's mouth, and it's a it's a dolphin with a broken fin, and they they're releasing the dolphin, and the rays escape. They get out. Yeah. Uh, however, they immediately are eaten by barracuda. Yeah. Well, you win some, you lose some. They got and, out. And to this, the eels say, "I don't even like babies." I don't even like babies. <laughs> uh, which I liked. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just they're just real cold. They're just real cold about it. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's what you. They're henchmen, so. Yeah, they're the bad guys. You gotta be. I'm not. Here's here's the part. Here's what the only part of the movie that I agreed with Big D. Is that um, his response to this whole issue? Everybody was like, "What the hell, dude?" And he was like, "I said I could get him out." Yeah, they got out. I agree with that. Like, I agree too. It, they they made they escaped, and then they were in the ocean. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? Of course, like you thought Big D was gonna make it so that you 
get out into the ocean and all of a sudden not prey to like a million different species like that's you're in the once you're in the ocean it's every man for himself like if you get eaten well it sucks to suck but that's what happens if you're in the ocean like at the end of the movie when they all get freed guess what half of them probably got eaten too because that's what happens to fish in the ocean yeah they were like yeah. they, they, they like turned a big d to like blame him for it like what the hell and he was like uh i i said i'd we get them out and i did so get off me and i agree with that i think yeah. he's right about that one i'm on i'm on big d's side yeah, he they he, they did get out and then they got eaten but that's the circle of life so the two fish get out and then get eaten and it's in this moment that we get the kind of the downer of the film when the uh, grandfather turtles are like, I don't think this is ever going to happen. I don't think that we're ever going to get out. Yeah. And Ray, Ray just flat out says it. We ain't never going to get out. Which felt to me like such a Shawshank Redemption moment. That felt like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption just depressed yeah, and it, it, I mean he's got a similar voice, and I know that's me being racist because all <laughs> black people sound the same. But get busy it, living or get busy dying. Yeah, and so it got me thinking. I was thinking that this is really just a metaphor for institutionalization, and like I'm just worried for when they do get out and when they can't count on three square meals a day, and like how are they going to deal with it? Because obviously we know that. Ray and Sammy are turtles from the wild, but they release yeah. an entire aquarium and force all of these fish into a situation that they might not want. That's the thing. Uh, they the the fish that were grown in captivity. There's a hundred percent chance they died in the wild after that. Because yeah. like the wild is so different in captivity, you don't have to deal with being a prey. And you don't have to deal with being a predator. Like, you get fed, you get whatever. Like, you, you – I mean, that's that's even in, like, real life. You're not supposed to, like – when they tell you – when they people tell you all the time, like, if you see wild animals, like, don't go near them. Don't, like, feed them because, like, if you, like, help them out with stuff, like, you'll end up fucking up their whole, like, system of – like this is how I get my food or whatever. So like, but then when you leave, like they're like, oh, there goes my food source. I don't know how to actually like be a animal now. So like, yeah, they 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 freed them. All, all of them died, but they they died free. So that's cool. And actually, that is a point that that Albert makes. Albert, the hammerhead shark, who just over and over again pounds his head. I respect on the, that on the door. He says, you know what, if you ever give up, you die. Yeah. And and I, I think I think it's Sammy who says I hear that, Albert. I hear that. Albert. Yeah. With a pause uh, that I felt was too long, and I felt there needed to be a clip of it. Um but anyways, we we see the Barracuda again, they chase the kids, and it's really scary. Uh, and the kids don't die, of course, because it's a, it's a children's movie. Um, and then the grown-ups communicate with the kids from outside. The kids are outside, the grown-ups are inside, mm. and they explain using, you know, miming, and they play a whole game of charades, 
and they tell the kids, you guys got to get a lot of squids, and you have to have them press their uh, squid butts to the filtration system and shoot a lot of ink in here. And they were like, bet, on our way. Because they understood yeah. exactly what was going on through that. It, it just felt like a very, it could have gone very wrong. Yep. And it almost did. Because they ink up the whole aquarium and the fish almost suffocate and die. Uh, because it's it's more ink than water by the end yeah. of it. Yep. And believe it or not, Jimbo the Blobfish, who has already died once, dies <laughs> again. Uh, uh, poor kid. And is only brought back when he's when a mountain of sea urchins are dropped on him. Which yeah, I get those prickers. Yeah, somehow that doesn't kill him. Uh, but but it works. He survives, uh, and Big D gets his comeuppance. Yeah. He is he he's snatched up by Albert the Hammerhead. Oh yeah. Um, and once they're on the outside, Sammy and Ray say, "You know what? Your punishment is that you're gonna have to live out here and not be the top dog." Yep. And that's that's a that's a pretty rough punishment for the guy, because he's always been the the king of the cluck. King of the yeah well. Hmm. King of the king of the hen house yes well well close enough close enough uh and and uh when he is pushed out of um albert's mouth the tongue on uh on big d's back makes this sound (laughs) whoa 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 it's a very squishy sound it's like Ew. It's kind of like yeah, that. Stop that. Uh, and once they're out, Ray says, "Baby, I gotta be out here because I am wild, 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 And he's just gotta get back to his baby boo. He's the old black man. That's just—I mean, that's just who he is. And, and you can really tell that he's the old black man with the way that he delivers this line. I need to get back to my baby. Boo. Mm-hmm. I need to get back to my baby. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the soul. He's got the soul. He's baby. got the soul. And you know what, Josh? That's all the clips that I have from this film. Dang. Uh, so the film ends with uh, them all being free and they all get back to the grandmother turtles and it's a beautiful, happy reunion, and I bet that they're gonna have so many more adventures. And the reason and that I babies. know, the reason that I know they're gonna have more adventures, no, is because... don't say it. what, don't say what, don't say there's a third coming out. No, Josh, it's so much better than that. There is a TV series. Fifty-two episodes. No. Uh, that came out after this film. So they do. They did well enough, then, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. Uh, I guess they did well enough in Belgium because it's a Belgian animated <laughs> uh, animated feature. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they have a TV that's... show with fifty-two. It's one season with fifty-two episodes. Well, that's too many. Yeah. But, but that's good. Good for yeah, them. Good for them. Uh, you. Oh, I forgot to talk about. Okay, so. Yeah, tell me about your favorite scene. Yeah, my real favorite scene, is, is when the the this is kind of I'm backtracking a lot, but the Barracuda were chasing the two kids and they chase uh-huh. them into that like. That weird. I guess it must have been like a landfill dump, like a garbage chute. Yeah. And and they chase him down the whole like garbage chute, and they're like, there's crabs all around. Like the crabs are pining for the garbage or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. And they're chasing him down the the garbage chute, and they get to the end. The fish get away. They're hurt at the fish. The turtles get away, and then the barracuda turn around. And there's like a thousand crabs staring at them, but then the lights go and like one by one shut off down Mm -hmm. the row of the whole like tunnel they're in. Okay, and so the only thing you're left seeing is like the angry crab eyes, and then it like cuts away and like doesn't actually show you what happens. Oh, that's a great scene. That's beautiful. Yeah, you can just imagine those barracudas yeah. getting fucked that, up. That was amazing. That was, I loved every part of this. I actually like, I actually really was laughing out loud at that when as was happening. <laughs> like I actually could like that was that was one of the only parts that I like genuinely like couldn't contain. Like I actually thought that was really really funny. <laughs> like that was such a just like just like the 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 one way at a time coming down. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it so much. So, so, so that was that was a Turtles Tale two. No. Sammy's Escape from Paradise. That was uh, a a trip. It was a ride. I, I I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah, if you if you're gonna watch this movie, definitely watch it. When you haven't slept in like three years, because that makes it a way more special time. <laughs> Let me tell you, it sounds kind of scary. That that'll that'll mess you up a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to get messed up. There was a time. There was a part of, part of the movie where I distinctly remember thinking, like like. I just sat there and I was like, I was not prepared for what this movie was going to be with how tired I am right now. <laughs> Those two things did not, without any without any warning or preparation, I just went straight into it. There was like, I was like halfway through it and I was like, this is a little bit of a problem in my brain right now. <laughs> Uh, do you want to know what I think the biggest problem is? What? That we're at like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, good boy. That, well, you some, you lose some. 
it's not like it matters. No one's gonna watch this or listen to it. It's sure. fine. I will. Yeah, you will. No, you won't. No, I will. I will when, <laughs> when. So I, somewhat of an insomniac, and ah, and so what I do when I can't sleep, which is all the time, is I usually put like ear biscuits on, mm-hmm. and for some reason, like. I, it's, so usually when I can't sleep, it's because my brain is thinking about too many things. And so, like, sometimes when I give my brain like something just mindless to concentrate on, yeah, it, it ends up, like, lulling me into, like, oh, I can't, my, I can relax, not actually sleep. So sometimes I have to, like, ear biscuits. So next time I'm having a thing and I can't sleep, I'm putting, putting uh, when it's the convenient on and putting that on my phone and I'm drifting off to slumber with the succulent sounds of our voices. Well, I think unfortunately one of our voices will be very succulent and one of them will sound like it was recorded from a Skype call. <laughs> yeah. Also, I been yelling lately so my my voice is pretty much the total toast so Yeah. I don't even have like a Let's see me try to hit my falsetto. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't have funny. it anymore. My, my, my throat's pretty pretty much in the trash. <laughs> That's not where throats go. In trash. Uh, so, you know what, guys? I'm going to beg you to please share this Bye. with your friends. Tell all of your friends about When It's Convenient, the podcast that watches and reviews terrible straight-to-video children's movies every single whenever it's convenient for us amount of days. Oh. Oh, because I don't want to say that we're going to do this weekly. We're just going to do it when it's convenient. Oh. That's Uh, what. Like this Wherever it is, give it a like. Give, when it's convenient, a little subscribe. If this gets on iTunes, subscribe to our RSS feed. Please. Please, baby boo. Please subscribe (laughs) to us. Baby boo. And you know what, Netflix? I'm just just waiting for your email because I know that this is going to get to you. And uh, I'm not sure how exactly to end this, but I think... This might be a good way to start. Uh. Church bells ringing on our wedding day. Why? Climbed in that limo and I rolled away. Guess you'll always hear some people say. Why? Why? They're never gonna make it. Why? 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 We settled in and we settled down. That's my dad's story. In this quiet little wow. seaside town. I need to get back to my baby. My around. Why? And life Why? will never break. Why? 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 We are one. Why? Why? We ain't never gonna get out. Why? 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 Why?
Need to get back to my baby. <laughs> and ladies uh, and gentlemen, that was when it's uh, convenient. Ah. Uh, Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Thank you. And please join us next time. Uh, you know what? Let's just say it right here, right now. I'll, I'll tweet it out to you. I'll put it on the Facebook. The hey. next movie that we'll be watching is a Netflix not a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. It is an animated film called Ribbit. Can't wait. Please join us next time on When It's Convenient for Ribbit. <laughs> I don't know how to end this. <laughs> Closing music. Closing music. Do-do-do. When it's convenient. <laughs>